Welcome to the Women's Circle Podcast. I'm Leela Strong, garden witch, modern day priestess, community creator, and steward of the long lost art of connection. May you leave this episode feeling resourced, reflective, and ready to make magic. Each episode, we will explore a topic for reflection that can be taken to the group setting of Women's Circle and Community Circle or explored solo. For guidance on how to find or create your own Women's Circle, take a peek at my earlier episodes. Women's Circle Podcast is a trans-inclusive, LGBTQIA intersectional space that celebrates and honors the path of all the women who find this work. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, friends, and wishing you all a super lovely, blessed in bulk. I am recording this in the last couple days of January and am preparing for my in-bulk celebration. So we'll get into that shortly. But I am feeling the stirrings of a changing season. I have really rested this January, as I've talked about in my last couple of episodes. I have really made an effort to be home and in my body and resting and doing really gentle creative work and after this deep rest I'm feeling ready to you know start stretching start moving start doing a little bit more I hope you all had a really restful January I'd love to hear some of the things that you did to invite rest and relaxation into your life. I'll tell you a little bit about my January now that it's just about over. I think I took a bath almost every day of January, which sounds so strange even to me because I never used to love baths, but now I really, really do. It's so relaxing. And I've really enjoyed the ritual of lighting a candle and sitting in the bath. And sometimes I read, but you know, also sometimes I scroll Instagram. So it's it's not 100% um, my highest self version of taking a bath, but that's okay. Sometimes you gotta watch reels while you relax, and that's that's all part of it. I also quit one of my jobs this January. It was one. That was kind of an extension of some other work that I was doing and as I was feeling into this restful season, it became so clear to me that there was really no reason for me to have this job and I wasn't really passionate about it and it was taking up time and mental energy and so I quit and that felt really good. In terms of sort of decluttering and simplifying my life, I feel so lucky to be able to do something like that. I have work that sustains me and so I was able to let go of one of those extra pieces of my career, professional life and livelihood and it's feeling really sweet for me right now. 
though January may be ending, it doesn't mean that we're totally abandoning rest altogether. So please continue to nourish yourself. I've been going to um, a spa that is is near here where I can soak and sauna and please keep doing things like that. Keep going on walks, keep taking naps. It is so important even throughout the year, especially throughout the year as we start to get more daylight hours, the animal being in us starts to wake up and is urging us to go out and do and make and be. <sighs> yes, and still rest. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about Imbolc because when this episode comes out, it will actually be the day of Imbolc, which is February 1st. And Imbolc does fall on the same day every year, which makes it very easy to remember. I really love that. And this is a old pagan and Celtic holiday. So this was celebrated in many places in Europe. So if you have some European ancestry, um, you you might find that you feel connected to this celebration and these series of celebrations. I have been, uh, you know, more or less a practicing pagan since I was 16, 17, with, you know, a, a variety of dedication throughout the years and... I really love these seasonal celebrations. Imbolc is one of, oh gosh, this is going to test my knowledge, maybe eight, uh, one of eight Sabbaths uh, in the pagan tradition. And each of these celebrations falls on an important part in our seasonal calendar. So the big four are the solstices, the two solstices and the two equinoxes. And then we also have the midpoints in between each season. So Imbolc is an example of that. We just had Yule that happened on December 21st and that marked the very beginning of winter. And now we are arriving at Imbolc and that tells us that we are... Finally, at the midway point between winter and spring, we've made it through the darkest weeks of the year. We are turning ourselves towards the light and I can feel it. You know, the sun is out past five o'clock and it feels really good. I love the winter. I don't find the winter very taxing personally. But I know that some people do, and so this return of sunshine feels so good in the heart, in the body, in the spirit. So Imbolc is the celebration of that midway point between winter and spring. And when this was celebrated traditionally years and years ago, this was a time when and, and we can still see this today, when all of the very first spring flowers are starting to poke their heads out. So if you take a walk, and I really encourage you to do this, you will start to see that the snowdrops are starting to poke their heads out. You might see crocuses, you'll be seeing daffodils, and 
uh, some of our early flowering and fruiting trees are going to be setting buds. Forsythia is out right now. Beautiful yellow, super magical tree or shrub that you'll see all over the place here in the Pacific Northwest. So go on a walk, even if it's around your neighborhood, somebody is bound to have some kind of landscaping that's going to reflect this shifting in the season. So at this time of year, we're observing the changes in plants. And for folks who were and still are raising animals, this is the very beginning of sheep particularly starting to have their babies and starting to produce milk again. So way back in the day, if you think about it, there were many herders or maybe not full-on herders, that might be too many animals, but people with livestock would sometimes bring their animals inside during the harshest portions of winter to keep the animals alive and also to add a little bit of warmth into their home. So you can imagine, you know, your livestock have been potentially living in or near your home with you for several weeks. And now is the time that at long last you can usher them out, you can open the windows and let some fresh air in. And then your beloved sheep are starting to produce fresh milk again. So traditionally through winter this has been a time of you know very modest rations Uh, people are not drinking fresh milk or cheese at this time and so this is the very beginning of those fresh products being brought back into the diet so you can imagine how exciting this would have been One of the traditional offerings for Imbolc is a saucer of milk, sheep's milk, most ideal, but I think in the spirit of this tradition, any milk will do. I'm an oat milk drinker, so I'll be putting oat milk on my on my altar and it is to symbolize the renewal of the year of the abundance that is coming of the fertility of the land and the animals and that is a a lovely thing to keep on your altar we'll talk even more about what you can put on an altar in a little bit so the word in comes from the gaelic word meaning in the belly and this makes sense if you think about our sheep who are now producing milk it means that they are having babies and it feels so much like we are in the belly of the year Throughout winter, we've been gestating, we've been hibernating, we've been in this sort of enclosed womb of the year, preparing ourselves, growing, nourishing ourselves, resting, and these are kind of the final weeks of that period, but with sort of the added energy of life to come. So while we're still resting, there is this energy of, okay, like we're going to start doing things soon. And that excitement is going to usher us into the birthing of spring in just a couple of short weeks. So in the belly, this in the belly time is still a time to receive lots of nourishment and also do some of your final preparations for whatever you want to birth in the spring. This is a huge time of fertility 
And that is fertility of mind, of spirit, of heart, ideas. Everything is in abundance at this time of year. So this is an amazing time of year to be creating, to be preparing to birth some projects or some changes. So keep that in mind as we move through this season of late winter into spring. As the world is waking up, as the world is starting to put out all of its flowers and branches and everything is kind of waking up, so are you. You are waking up into the new version of yourself. A little earlier in the month, I talked about how the calendar New Year on January 1st really has never felt like the New Year to me. And in bulk feels like kind of the first glimmer of the New Year. This is really the time I feel like I've gone through the holiday seasons. I'm grounding back down into who I am this year. I'm able to reflect on everything that happened next year. And now I'm really able to start to look at my life and think about the things that I want to shift. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through some of the rituals and practices that I'll be doing this year for InBook. I haven't done them yet because it's not InBook today when I'm recording this, but know that by the time you're listening to this, I will have certainly done some of these. And I wanted to start out with a poem, and this is called What to Remember Upon Waking by David White. And I chose this because I love the idea that we are waking up into the year at this time. Just like the earth, the plants, the animals are beginning to wake from the slumber of winter, we are as well. Even though we have this nine to five work life that we do, we, we really are going and giving it all year, but we can still, of course, observe the seasons and try to find a little bit of a seasonal rhythm. So if you too are waking up now that it is February, this is a wonderful poem for you. Again, this is What to Remember Upon Waking by David White. In that first hardly noticed moment in which you wake, coming back to this life from the other, more secret, movable, and frighteningly honest world where everything began. There is a small opening into the new day, which closes the moment you begin your plans. What you can plan is too small for you to live. What you can live wholeheartedly will make plans enough for the vitality hidden in your sleep. To be human is to become visible while carrying what is hidden as a gift to others. To remember the other world in this world is to live in your true inheritance. You are not a troubled guest on this earth. You are not an accident amidst other accidents. You were invited from another and greater night 
than the one from which you have just emerged. Now, looking through the slanting light of the morning window towards the mountain, presence of everything that can be, what urgency calls you to your one love? What shape waits in the seed of you to grow and spread its branches against a future sky? Is it waiting in the fertile sea, in the trees beyond the house, in the life you can imagine for yourself, in the open and lovely white page on the writing desk? Hmm. I love this poem. It really speaks to the unimaginable possibility of the future. We have so much to come. And, and I really love that it is telling you to throw away your plans. As much as we plan and we try to see the future, we really can't. And something that I am really trying to practice right now is surrendering to the truth that the, the path of this life is out of my control to some extent. Of course, daily I can make choices for myself and others, but ultimately... Even the best laid plans can absolutely get derailed. And so, you know, I'm trying all the time to come with an open heart to however life unfolds, whether or not it is the way that I planned. And that can be really hard for me. I have a real dedication and obsession with planning and control and one of my greatest challenges is allowing allowing and softening the word softening has been my intention word for over two years and it is still relevant and I still need to hold that in my heart all the time because I tense up and I want to hold the reins I want to stop everything in its tracks and it's just not possible so as we're coming into Imbolc into the end of winter, one of the rituals that I'll be doing is sort of a two-fold water cleanse. One of them I is a cold plunge. A cold plunge is such a beautiful way to mark the end of a chapter. Um, if I'm being really on it with my scheduling and in my planning, then I try to do a cold plunge seasonally, um, but it doesn't always happen. So I'm hoping to go do a wonderful dip in the Salish Sea here in my region. Um, we are so lucky to live on this land and I'm here in Edmonds and living on the ancestral land of the Suquamish, Snohomish, and Snoqualmie people. And I, I want to say that and keep that in my present thought and heart as I enjoy these beautiful sacred waters. So if you are able to... I would say be brave and go do a cold plunge. It feels amazing. Jump in the ocean. Jump in the lake. It's so powerful to 
allow water to cleanse you and just bring you back into this life. So that's one of the things I'm hoping to do either on in bulk or very shortly after. We'll see what the day has for me. I have a lot of things to do on Thursday, but if I have time, I will be jumping in the Salish Sea and enjoying the salt and the shocking, life-affirming experience of being very, very cold. If you're not feeling that, one of the other water rituals I will be doing is a little cleansing um, with a bowl of water. So to prepare this, I will fill a bowl with water and say some prayers over this water. This can look like so many things. I would say speak from your heart, blessing this water, thanking it for its presence and its power. And I think that I will be adding some kind of delicious scent to my water, maybe rose, making it rose water or rosemary water, um, whatever I'm kind of feeling called to on the day. And then if you have some little flowers or petals to float in that bowl, I highly recommend that as well. Really just a beautiful offering. So I'll be taking that bowl of water and then doing some contemplation and journaling about something that I want to cleanse myself of, something I want to release in this season. This is a symbolic and also literal washing and cleansing. Once I've landed on the thing that I want to cleanse from my life, I'll speak it aloud or maybe sing it aloud, whatever's feeling good for me in the moment, and then I'll wash my hands in that bowl of water, maybe have a a little cloth nearby and you can wash your face and your neck and your collarbone. And then I will take that water and give it back to the earth outside. I have a rowan tree outside of my apartment and I was just listening to the Animisma podcast. Amazing. Highly recommend that you go listen to that. Um, The author's episode on Imbolc is really beautiful and she speaks about the rowan tree as deeply sacred to this time of year and is also a well-known and long-beloved tool and ally of witches. So I'll probably dedicate my water offering to that rowan tree. And that is one of the ways that I'll be incorporating a water cleansing into my Imbolc rituals. The other thing that I've already begun and will continue to do is a a very slow and gentle late winter clean of my home and also my altar space. This is a beautiful time to refresh your altar and add some late winter items to that space. As I mentioned before, I'll be putting a little bowl of oat milk on my altar for in bulk. Of course, don't leave it there too long. But just like the water that can be given back to the earth after your ritual or your ceremony after you have have dedicated it in the way that you wish to but some other things that you can add to your altar um, anything outside that feels alive to you right now there's so much beautiful evergreen out at this time here in 
the Seattle area, we have cedar and Douglas fir, we have sword ferns, so any beautiful greenery to add to your altar. And then you might also keep an eye out for those late winter flowers that are starting to come out. We've got all of the narcissus starting, daffodils, snowdrops, hellebore, forsythia. So take a little walk and see if there's something that you can harvest respectfully. Of course, please don't go into people's yards <laughs> to harvest, but you'd be surprised what you can just find for free on the side of the road. Those are lovely things to add to your altar along with perhaps some fresh candles. That is always a lovely thing as well. And I may even write my item for releasing on a little slip of paper and place it on my altar for this season. That really helps me stay grounded with whatever I am trying to let go of from my life. And I actually already know what I'll be releasing and I did want to talk about it a little bit because it feels really relevant to women's circle work and all of the work that I'm doing here. So for in bulk this year, I am releasing the really ugly habit of gossip. I, uh, you know, I am a human person and I do gossip sometimes and I recognize the tool that it is in my life. It allows me to connect with people and to feel like we have something in common, some sort of shared interest, but it is at the expense of another person and that just feels so out of alignment for me. So in my life and in my friendships, I really want to shift that energy and uh, stop gossiping. You know, I, I felt it come up the other day. I was gossiping and then I thought to myself, wow, what is the purpose of this? What is this accomplishing? And, you know, I was complaining about something that somebody was doing and I realized I can just have a conversation with this person and see if we can find a way forward where their actions are impacting me less or perhaps I need to change and that's really the shift that I want to make. If there is ever a moment when I feel like I want to talk poorly about somebody, I first want to ask myself why and is this solvable and if this isn't solvable, maybe I should just stop thinking about this relationship and, and that's okay. So I am inviting in the release of my gossip habit. Goodbye, let's, let's not do that. That's really not in the spirit of the work that I do and it's helping nobody. So that's what I'll be releasing. So I'll probably place that on my altar as a, a reminder of my dedication to this shift in my habits. The last little item of ritual that I have also already begun is I am opening my windows again. Yes, it feels so good. And I recognize that not everybody will be able to do this depending on the weather outside. But even if you are able to let in a little bit of fresh air for a couple of minutes, please do that. It's so refreshing. It's so healthy for us to have new air moving through our space. I was working this morning in the darkness of the morning and I had the window cracked open and I was drinking my coffee. 
oh, and I could hear the robins outside singing. And it was so perfect. Truly, deeply perfect. And, you know, I live in an apartment on a busy road and I can get really bent out of shape about how loud it is. I grew up on a farm and it was very quiet there. And so I really cherish the peace and solitude of land and spaciousness. And that's just not really possible for for me right now. And so I want to continue to love this place and space. So even with the windows open, of course, I could hear the traffic outside, but I could also hear this little robin singing and that that really made my morning. So that's my final invitation for you for in bulk is to to open your windows. So just a little refresher on all of those all of those items. We've got a twofold water cleanse. You can do a cold plunge, maybe even have your intention in mind. This can be a, an even more visceral way to cleanse this habit or or you know whatever you're cleansing, letting go of from your body. Go jump in the ocean, go jump in a lake. It feels so good. And then have something cozy to wear afterwards. And then we have our blessed bowl of water ritual where we can wash our hands and our face and speak aloud what we are cleansing and releasing. We have the refreshing of your altar. If you have an altar or if you don't have an altar, this might be a wonderful time to make one. So refreshing your altar space, cleaning it, dusting it, getting everything organized again. And then opening up your windows, letting that fresh air in, hearing whatever sounds of this world are going to come through your window. (laughs) So those are my offerings for you. And I even have a song today, even though this is technically not a circle topic episode, although you can absolutely make it into one. Spoiler for my folks who sit (laughs) with me in circle, but on Friday we are going to be doing some of these things. So I'll be bringing this into circle and along with this song. So this is called Eastern Sun and it's by Ayla Nerio. I'm going to sing a short portion of my own version, but I don't have it recorded currently anywhere to listen to so I highly recommend looking up her version it is so beautiful and also all of the rest of her music is incredible so if you like this song definitely check her out Ayla Nerio it also might be pronounced Isla if anybody knows please tell me I would love to speak her name correctly so to send us out on this beautiful in bulk Here is Eastern Sun by Ayla Nerio.
This has been the Women's Circle Podcast with Leela Strong. To connect, you can find me on Instagram at the Women's Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing. This will help get the show out to all the wonderful people in need of connection and community. Until next time, may you find magic all around.